We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply round was yeah was not good i don't think bill is willing to do things differently and i think mike despite how long he's been on the job teams would still look at it much better chance mike tomlin is willing to change up his stripes in stop number two than he than bill belichick ever would have been i also think too that there's probably a shortage of these great offensive coaches like there's only so many guys that you think are both great as a play caller and it'll help your offense right away, and also can deal with like all the other things. That but come until with a Tomlin team. finds the right offensive coordinator and finds a quarterback after Roethlisberger, much like Belichick has, he to will wear- be dogged by these questions. Yes, for sure. And I do think we're we're going to reach sooner rather than than people might think. And it's probably whenever Mike gets this extension formalized, if it's a total of three years where he's on the job here, it's like a two year extension or something. I think that's his that's the runway that he has left for him. I do think Art Rooney's patience would eventually run out despite their protestations that he's coached as long as he wants if if he doesn't win a playoff game and they just kind of muddle along as an also-ran, then I think that they would be compelled to make a change because then you'd be going on a full decade having not won a playoff game. And even, even with all the doom prophesying that we do here about how the Steelers are so stuck in the mud, I don't think it would continue inevitably. We've heard people like Mike Florio come on our show and say, Teams would fire their coach to hire Tomlin. Yes. You had three teams in the playoffs this year who, in their minds, they have their quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Buffalo, Philly, and Dallas. All three of those guys elected, knowing that Belichick was out there, to to keep Sirianni, uh, McCarthy, and McDermott over hiring Belichick. Now, I'm I'm not a big Belichick guy. I'm not his biggest fan. At least in the case of McDermott right now, I would I would rather have Belichick than him, because Bill could just say, you know, I'll do just as good of a job, if not a better job, with the defense than McDermott did last year. I'll trust Josh Allen. I'll give. I wouldn't be surprised if he would give Allen even more reign because he'd feel like he never had a quarterback with that level of gifts. He always had Brady. Yeah, and he'd bring McDaniel's in, and he'd have McDaniel's. Oh God, can we stop? Can that guy stop getting jobs because he's Bill's buddy? But he would, and that's just, how they do I'm it. I'm exhausted by the existence of Josh McDaniels in the NFL. I actually am. So am I. But here's the thing that here's the thing that Bill is good at. 
he's good at building game plans that are specific for the teams he's playing and finding their weakness and attacking those weaknesses. We, if he has a quarterback that can pull the trigger and make those plays happen, he's going to win. That's why, like, in a place like Atlanta, the only place that really that was available to him that made sense was, was the Chargers. And they didn't really seem no, to Because they him. picked somebody else who was, who was better at that, in my opinion. That's Harbaugh. Harbaugh's going to, I think, elevate Herbert, not keep him where he is. Now, Jim, right? I mean. Yeah, I think Jim's a better coach at this point. Um, Swin tweets in, it's about building a positive culture. Belichick's perception is not one of a fun place, but a place where he was tolerated because of winning, and now he's not winning. Well, I just don't think in that I don't think billionaires want to have to put up with his poutiness and surliness and curmudgeonliness unless they it's know for sure that they're going to win. It's a business when you're the face of the franchise in many ways. If you are going, no, yes, maybe. That's why I never and thought the Cowboys were going to work for him. I never thought Jerry Jones in his 80s wanted to put up with that nonsense. Well, I also think Jerry Jones would never have wanted to say, oh, sure, Bill, I've been doing this my entire career career as owner yep. running as the de facto GM you can have the job now we're both basically on the back nine of life sure I'll turn over the reins of talent acquisition to you so you can take some guy from middle Tennessee in the first round okay Ray Fittipaldo is going to join us in about 10 minutes on the Steelers offseason Steelers insider Thomas Brown is the only Steeler offensive coordinator candidate who we know has interviewed for the job so we dug up something on Thomas Brown when he was hired last year by Carolina, what did he say about things that apply not just to the Panthers' job then, but would apply to him taking the Steelers' job? For example, what is his offensive identity? What does he want in an offense? Here's what he said about that. I think Donnie has the clip ready to go. Let's hear it. Uh, first, it's about being being physical at all 11 positions. That for myself and it's, it's off of the staff is really kind of a non-negotiable when it comes to our approach, our attack to the game. Uh, number two was a team that would not beat themselves. Because oftentimes, as we know, more games are lost than they are won. So turnovers, eliminating the penalties, and, and also uh, doing a really good job of understanding how to uh, have great clarity so we don't have missed assignments on offense. And then lastly, it was about identifying on our offense, the playmakers, right? Find, exploit, and winning matchups. If he's in an interview with Mike Tomlin and he answers the identity question that, that exact way, do you think Tomlin likes it or dislikes it? Likes it because limiting turnovers and penalties is a big part of it. <laughs> right? It's physical. Physical. But, I, I mean, he should like it for those reasons. I know we kind of harp on it that Mike took some of those like things to an extreme. But it's he not did. like, in principle, Mike was wrong that you want to limit penalties, limit turnovers, and do all those things. I think maybe the one thing he's got to get hip to is a little bit, if you have a great quarterback, you have to live with turnovers at times. I, Getting the ball to your playmakers, though, that was actually the most appealing part to me. I wish find that out, was the first thing he said. Find out who your good players are and make that, sure you create matchups that get them the football. That should be the number one thing, and the other two things are way below that. Andy Reid was an offensive lineman. I haven't studied every Andy Reid press conference. Also the funniest punt pass and kick contestant of all time do you think he says the number one thing his teams need to be no. is physical me neither i even think a team like the line well it's funny the nfc title game matches i think two exceptionally physical teams the niners might have the most physical offense in the entire league when debo samuel's out there they look like a wrecking crew i think that's just happens to be a function of the guys they happen to have there they talk about it sometimes when you read interviews with those players that they want to physically take the the fight to the defense I don't think Kyle Shanahan gets in there like he's Pete Carroll, takes his shirt off, and does an Oklahoma drill to illustrate what he wants. 
He says, my offense is, yeah, go play physical. Also, Brock, I'm going to give you three options that win for you on this play. Whichever one you'd like, go for it. All right, Donnie, next give me, and this is Thomas Brown, Steelers offensive coordinator candidate. This is his philosophy on offense, and listen to this and think about if you're in Mike Tomlin's shoes, how you would like this answer, and just as a Steelers fan, how you feel about this guy's philosophy on offense. So number one is the ball's the issue. So taking great care of the football, that's the ball care, it's the offensive line being involved up front, the tailback from a play, a play pass protection standpoint, but also receivers being where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there as far as route distribution goes. Uh, number two is everything starts up front. That physical mentality again. Uh, number three, we end up being they're losing enough complexity. So marrying the run in the pass, uh, trying to create chaos for the defense while keeping it simple for us is a thought process we have as an offensive staff. Uh, and then being able to do a really good job of pick and choose your spots uh, to attack with tempo. So you got to earn the right to use tempo with early down efficiency. And finally, just that fifth point, it is uh, situational masters. So third down first, we're starts first, winning first and second down, so you can be in third and manageables. Uh, but two minute into the half, into the game, as well as scoring points in the red zone, so touchdowns in the red zone, as well as game plan and forming an offense. I just wonder with guys who played running back like he did at Georgia, I wonder when you've got a guy in that position who was not a quarterback and played another position in the offense, it just sounds to me like they emphasize all 11 positions more than people that either didn't play or people that come from that position. That quarterbacks do? Yes. Well, because they have to know everybody's job on every play. But I'm, I'm just like, in the answers, there's way more about, like, it being all 11 guys oh. doing their part and one eleventh, everybody doing their one eleventh, than it is, like, there's nothing in there that's, like, quarterback-centric is what I'm saying. And that, look, that doesn't bother me because it does, it's, uh, they're going to have to hire it's a under, It's understood that the quarterback uh, is hyper I know, but they're gonna have to, they're going to have to hire a quarterback's coach, too. So it's not all on the offensive coordinator. If they had a guy who was an established NFL quarterback right now, I would feel much better about hiring a Thomas Brown type. That's not Thomas Brown's fault that they don't, though. I also think that what he said in there that but I But Chris, actually, don't you have to factor that in? The guy what that he you, said in there that I think pertains to quarterback is very important, and I think that it's this. The illusion of complexity for our opponents while maintaining simplicity for us, to me... That's more about the quarterback than it is anything else. All that communicative stuff, we're in the right place when we're supposed to be there. I think the Steelers' offense was the complete inverse this year for the majority of the year. Extremely simple for opposing defenses and apparently too complex for any of them to run until very late in the season. It just looked like an absolute disaster. But I think when you're saying we want to be simple in our room and know that it's a simple process and make it look very uh, confusing for the defense – that, to me, is speaking directly to the quarterback. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All right, joined right now by Steelers insider Ray Fittipaldo. We're reacting to the breaking news that Raheem Morris has been named the Falcons head coach. He's a Mike Tomlin guy, a Mike Tomlin favorite. He's not a Mike Tomlin coaching tree guy, though, even though they work together in Tampa. Right? What is that Tomlin coaching tree looking like these days? No leaves. It's, is it even a tree? It's a hole somebody dug in the ground, and they're waiting to plant yeah, something. Yeah, you're right. I think it's more like that. Um, Randy Feetner's just out there. He's like a stick that blows around your yard. A uh, few things on this, Ray. First of all, Morris getting the Atlanta job means Bill Belichick probably not going to coach in the NFL this season. What's your reaction to that? Yeah, I'm wondering if uh, teams were just a little bit turned off that he wanted total control maybe and um, you know didn't want to have to answer to anyone. Um, but it's interesting, you know, he's – how many wins from Shula's record? I mean, he's, that's definitely can be done within three or four years. And if he takes a year off, that would kind of, um, you know, push that timeline back further. So, um, you know, I just take it as teams want to have oversight on their head coach and uh, maybe the last couple of years in New England opened some eyes that uh, he wasn't the greatest personnel guy in the world. Ray McVay, uh, McVay. Morris comes from L.A., work for McVay, Steelers trying to talk to McVay guys for the OC job. So I, I could see this affecting their offensive coordinator search now. Because well, Morris is I mean, probably going to want to pick I, from the same field of candidates, I would think, bring one of his well, guys yeah. from L.A. with him to Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's smart that, uh, you know, so far those are the names that are surfacing. But, you know, I, I think there's going to be many more throughout this process. Um I like it. You know, McVeigh has had some up and down seasons, but I think he's got a long track record of, uh, you know, guys going on and, and doing very well. So uh, to me, the timeline is interesting. Um, it doesn't sound like anyone was in today for the Steelers. I think they're going to announce those um, as those guys exit the building. So unless that happens before six o'clock tonight, you know, then it could happen Friday, but then, you know, I think Mike's going to Mobile on Sunday or Monday, and he's going to be there for most of the week. Maybe he does some of these in Mobile. I don't know. Um, but, um, you know, maybe that pushes the timeline back a little bit. But uh, you would think, guys, that they would want to have the new OC in place by the Combine, and ideally probably a week or two before the Combine. 
Ray, am I right to infer that if they are so far maybe not going at a, uh, a breakneck pace to make this hire, that they might not have one specific person that they've zeroed in on? Because if they did, they would have like made that an ultimate huge, you know, first thing priority and, and tried to seize that chance. Yeah, like for the Bears, you knew Waldron was their guy because that right. happened so quickly. First interview. Yep. Yeah, so now if you go back to what Mike said after the season ended, um, he wants to learn throughout this process. So, you know, if we're going to take him at his word, then he's going to talk to a lot of guys and he's going to get a feel for how different teams um, run their offenses. So, you know, the first two names to surface are McVay guys. Um, I'm sure there will be guys from other coaching trees. I think it's just it's smart to talk to as many um, people as you care, can from varied backgrounds. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I think uh, you know we're off to a good start here. But like I'm telling people, Art is always very deliberate. Mike is always very deliberate. Uh, deliberate. Um, you know, he's not going to make any rash decisions, and I, you know, I, I think that's a good thing. Um, you know, you do worry about the pool getting smaller as this goes on, but um, knowing the way they do business down there, I, you know, I think it could, you know, this could definitely run for another week or two. Ray, when we had Papiani on earlier, he said he doesn't just, he gets the sense that it's not going to be Kubiak. He doesn't think that Kubiak is going to happen. That's the, one of the names that I think fans put out there the most (laughs) interested in a guy that comes from Shanahan's uh, coaching tree and has been an offensive coordinator before he's interviewed in new Orleans. He hasn't, been linked to this job yet do you share bob's pessimism when it comes to him i don't know why there would be pessimism i you know i saw some stuff today on social media where you know the steelers can never land him i mean there's only 32 like a head coach there's only 32 oc jobs in the nfl and correct me if i'm wrong but kubiak was only an oc for one year correct yep in minnesota, in, in minnesota? With Zimmer. right so yep. I mean, uh, I mean, he, he, you know, Kyle, uh, yeah, Kyle Shanahan is a, is the play caller out there. So he's going to want to expand his resume um, and eventually become a head coach someday. You would think he would go someplace where he could call his his own plays and and have a higher profile than he does now. So you know, I get it. Coaches are selective and and where they go at times. But uh, to me, this is a fairly attractive job. I, I know the quarterback situation isn't great here, but I think Omar and Andy know how to build rosters. You know they're going to straighten out that line eventually. And the skill positions are okay. They need to add a receiver or two, but, no, I think the skill positions um, are fine. So people saying this is a terrible job, I don't buy that. I think it's a a good job. I wouldn't say it's a great job. I think it's somewhere in between, you know, bad and and great. I I, I think uh, a a lot of people um, who are looking to be – OCs in the NFL would, would think the same way. Ray, whoever they hire, uh, what degree of autonomy to actually run the offense on game day the way they more or less see fit uh, will that person have? How much input do you think Mike Tomlin will still have in their overall process there? Yeah, well, Mike's been very involved in the offense the last couple of years, um, you know, just in terms of how, you know, conservative. and You know, I, I think that's out there the way they want to get to play. Um, and really the way they drew up the game plan. So you would think after three years of what they just went through that, you know, Mike is probably on a different page now. 
And I, I think God, he I realizes else, what the heck's he reading? He's yeah. reading the wrong book if he's not on the on a different page. Yeah, and I, I think he realizes too, like a lot of people, that this is an extremely important hire for him. He's got to get this right. So, um, yeah, I, I would bring I, I would bring the guy in. I would let him um, run the shop, so to speak. The head coach is always going to have a role on game days. You know when to go for it, when to punt, that sort of thing. But Throughout the week, yeah, I would hand it over to the new guy and just say, hey, this is your baby, and uh, let's go do it. Speaking of punt for a second, give me a percentage that Presley Harbin's back next year. Oh, man, I hope it's less than 10%. But you got to throw hope in there because you're worried that for whatever reason the guy's got well, pictures on Mike Tomlin, and I feel the same way. Well, it's like, it's like Canada the last couple of years. I can never understood why he was brought back, and I feel the same way about Harbin. You cannot tell me that there are not punters out there who can, who can do what he does. Um, so, but there might be the a punter from, listening to this show, Ray, who can do a better job than I he think we've doing. had punters who have worked for our station who are better than him right now, Ray. Didn't that guy they cut get signed by the Jets and have a halfway decent season? So, yes. E- uh, yeah, Eagles, not Jets. Eagles, man, correct. was yeah. pretty good yeah. there. Yeah. Um, so. All right, how about Cliff Kingsbury? Where are you on him as a candidate? <clears throat> Uh, I would be lukewarm. Um, you know, it just, he, he was the head coach in Arizona. He wanted Kyler Murray and he wasn't able to make it work. So, you know, throughout that process, you know, you got to get to know the guy and for him to misevaluate that, or maybe not to get to know him on a personal basis enough to know that it wouldn't work. That bothers me a little bit. Short resume in the NFL. Um, I know he's well-respected, but I, I would just want a little bit more meat on that bone in terms of NFL experience. Um, but again, I know, I know he's well-respected. I know he's getting other interviews, but I'm just not all that high on him at this point. Ray, we know that Mike Tomlin's basic you know, boiled-down-to point was we need to score a lot more points to be a good offense. Do you think that that's going to make them predisposed to finding a guy who's more oriented towards the pass side of things since that's still how most of the best-scoring teams function? Or will they go the other way because that's the franchise DNA? They love running the ball. I look at the Packers, and LaFleur is from that tree, right? I mean, he was in Washington with those guys. They got a great running game, but they also know how to draw it up for a for a quarterback like Jordan Love, and they know how to get good skill guys and put it around him. So that um, I know Lafleur hasn't had the success in the playoffs that maybe Shanahan or McVay has, but I think the running game is key. The running key, running game is key in San Francisco. Um, like when the Rams are really good, I know they got Stafford now, but all good teams have a good running game. It doesn't have to be the staple of your offense, but you have to be able to go to it when you need it. So that's always going to be the case in Pittsburgh. They, they love to build out from the trenches with, with Andy and Omar. So that's not going to change. But, I mean, I, you know, it's 2024, guys. You've got to get a sophisticated pass game, and you've got to get somebody in here who knows how to draw it up and get guys open. Because that, that just hasn't been the case for the last three years here under Matt Canada and then, uh, you know, the interim guys who, who finished it up. Better chance Mason Rudolph or Russell Wilson is on the Steelers roster next year? Mason Rudolph, 100%. 100%. Percentage chance Mason Rudolph is on the Steelers roster, period, next year? Um, I mean, so much goes into free agency, and um, 
I mean, it's, it's hard to say right now. I, I would say 60-40 that he's here. Better chance Najee Harris gets the fifth-year option or Pat Fryermuth gets a contract extension? I think both will happen. I, better, I think, chance, yeah. uh, better chance Cam takes a, a pay cut or Larry Ogunjobi gets cut? Uh, Cam taking a pay cut. Mm, better chance Broderick Jones starts the season at right tackle or left tackle? Oh, God. I was working on that. We're doing a big uh, draft project this year. It's going to debut in a couple of weeks. So um, something for your listeners to to look forward to on our site. But I was just going through all those scenarios. You know, do you draft a left tackle or do you draft another versatile guy who can sort of let Broderick go back there? So um, Mike was really vague on that. I wish he gave me a more solid answer because it kind of screws up my entire spring trying to predict that, but um, I'm going to say he goes back to left and they probably wait until round two to get a tackle. There you go. All right, Ray, we'll talk again next week, man. Appreciate it. All right, guys. See ya. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Thursdays, you pick our topic, listener choice. We gave you four options. The big Aliquippa football story, we started the show with that. If you want to go back and listen to it, you can. On the Odyssey app, rewind at 2 o'clock or go to our podcast page. Callers are really good on that. Jake Gensel, trade rumor, discussed by the Spit and Chicklets guys. I love those guys, Bissonette and Whitney. I thought fans would get into that. Donnie has been counting down the days and hours to the Royal Rumble, the WWE pay-per-view, so I threw that in there. And then last but not least was Malsey's diarrhea. And winning the first inaugural listener's choice topic with 29.3% of the vote is Malsey's diarrhea. Well, folks, which you asked for it. I think we've got I think now I learned a valuable lesson. I can't put I can't like remember Stark used to screw up all of his polls by putting Something about you making nine threes in there. Malsey, yeah, Mulsey never made nine straight threes. <laughs> and then that would always win every poll question. So yeah. so overwhelmingly that it would completely nullify the actual answer he was trying to get from people. Yeah, I thought I would just put that in there for fun, but I didn't expect people to actually answer with that. You know who our listeners are and you know what our followers are like. Why would you not expect Mulsey's diarrhea to carry the day? Because it's not really a great topic to talk about. There's not really a lot there. There's not so really you, much to it. So now you're admitting that you maybe uh, didn't plan this as well as you uh, could have. Well, I think I put too much trust in the listeners is what happened. I thought they would act like adults and grown-ups. But you're, and pa- but you're passing the buck here. You're the CEO. This is your this is Oh, your I'm not situation. passing anything. You're the Mike Tomlin no, of this show. Sometimes you've got to make a mistake, and you've got to learn something from it. Well, and that's what I'm telling you happened here. Guess what, here. pal? we got several minutes left, so you better start talking about me having <laughs> diarrhea. Donnie, did Ray get back to you about the Washington thing? Yes, he did. What did he say? Uh, so I just asked him, uh, can Darnell Washington be moved to tackle? 
Ray's response, I doubt it. He'd have to add good weight in a short amount of time, and you can see this like I can. He's not the most athletic player. I'm not sure he could pick it up. To be honest with you, the pass pro aspect would be a big challenge since he never did it. And then he added, and he has bad knees. Adding extra weight onto that frame would only make it worse. Okay, I'm going to say something here, and I thought when that pick was made, he was going to end up being the steal of the draft. Much like some of the other Steelers takes I've had in the last year, that one not aging well. I'm going to look back. I, I think among the picks that we really like from this draft, liked him at the time, they got praise for him, and then most of them turned in strong rookie seasons. Porter is up for the Defensive Rookie of the Year award. Um, he would win it if he was their starting. I think he would have won it if he had started the season as their number one corner. I would agree with that. Based on who the other finalists are for that award, Donnie can come up with those. Uh, I, I think the I think they're going to regret the Washington pick. I have a question for you. Was Matt Spath a good Steelers draft pick? Um. Oh, that's a great. That's why am I having such a hard time answering this? He was great at his job. He did exactly what they drafted him to be. So I have to say yes. Matt Spath was picked seventy seventh overall. Darnell Washington picked ninety third overall. I know they're the same player. I know, but wouldn't you agree that it's a different NFL than it was in 05? I would, and that's a good rebuttal. Like blocking tight ends don't, in my opinion, have as much value as they did even back then. If Darnell Washington ends up keying an unbelievable running attack that, that looks better because they're way better as a passing team. Not that I think that's guaranteed to happen at all, no matter who the coordinator is. But if he does key an attack that runs the ball really well and he improves as a blocker in year two and he stays that way and they're really scoring a lot of points, I think it's a lot easier to focus on and say they added a guy who's like a glorified offensive lineman and it works. Man, I think that it, his future with the team, he's one of the guys that the next coordinator hire – is going to have a big say on which way his career goes. What the hell do you do with this guy, basically? Well, the it's, problem it's, it's, is, it's about it's about scheme too. Like, do do they does the offensive coordinator come in here and say this guy's such a weapon as a blocker, he's such an athlete. I'll build an offense where two tight ends is what we go with more than three wide receivers. That's going to be more of our base offense. New England adjusted when they had Gronkowski and Hernandez for. That brief period that turned into their offense because Philly did that for a while with Seth Lundy sitting next to me. When they had two really good tight ends, they went two tight end offense. So, I mean, that's. I just wonder about Washington's. The problem that they have actually at tight end right now is not just about Washington, it's about the guy we're talking about getting an extension. They have one tight, two tight ends, one of whom who can't block and the other one can't really catch. If you could turn Ultron into a hybrid. Them together, you'd have the best tight end in football. One of the best ones, yeah. yeah. You'd have a high-end guy. You'd have somebody who does it all for a team like a George Kittle, but I'm concerned by the knee problems. We knew that was a risk. It sounds like I, it sounds to me like even if he has like cleanup surgeries in the offseason, his knees are never going to be a strength for him, and that does make sense that Ray would have said you can't put more weight on a guy with bad knees. It's just going to exacerbate the problem. It's then when I hear like Darnell Washington doesn't really have the agility and space to even make the necessary like route running moves to be a threat as a short yardage tight end where you just like hey he's a 6'8 guy almost in the middle of the field like just throw the dude the ball this is not complicated I remember watching him when he was a freshman at Georgia and this is just where 
you have to, like, remind yourself it's college ball. I remember seeing him catch a pass in, like, a very prominent game and just going, oh, my God. Like This guy's going to be a freak yes, in the dude, NFL and have a great a, career. So did I. monster. I think he – didn't he wear number one at Georgia or something? Wore, like, a hilarious zero, low number, which made it – yeah, zero. he wore zero. I'm thinking, this guy is going to be the ultimate ass kicker. He's going to be a first-round pick. Well, it turns out – you get to the NFL, they don't care if you're 6'7", 275. The bigger, you know, big tree fall fall down, whatever. I'm I'm more concerned by the fact that he has shown, and I don't even think I can blame this on, like, Pickett or anybody else associated with their offense. He's shown very little in the passing game. What's there to, to mine? I want to be wrong about this, but through one year, like, I do not see a future pass-catching threat who is just held back by a rudimentary offense and mostly poor quarterback. All right, play. so we'll do this again next Thursday, and now I know not to put something in there that's just a silly. Option. So actually, what what one? So you had four poll question uh, choices here. What do you want us to talk about at five thirty? Alakupa football, Gensel trade rumor, Royal Rumble, Mulsey's diarrhea. Pony pulled an ultimate bait and switch. Mulsey's diarrhea won, and we talked about Darnell Washington the entire segment. I just don't. I I didn't want to reward our listeners for bad behavior picking something that was just about you crapping yourself for an entire day. So what day. is the next week's going to be? Three random topics in Pony's penis surgery? I, no, I, I, I could have done that if people actually voted legitimately this time and had Mulsey's diarrhea finish last. How do you know they don't find it more interesting than those other three, t- uh, three things? Well, they found El Equipo football awfully interesting at the beginning of the show. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.